you have anything to say about Batman, now's the fucking time. Look, Mommy, I made a beard. His face when he clapped his hands on a clean white ass. Welcome to a new episode of Geek Juice Radio 2.0. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Tim Burton. There's me, Alexis Jowski. We got Martha. Hi. And we got Mr. X. Meh. Remember back in... Oh, sorry. I was referring to later era Burton. I should have said, yay, if we were talking about earlier era Burton. Well, here's what we're doing. You know how in the old days when we do those director retrospectives, we'd say, okay, this is the director. Their first movie was this. Thoughts on the movie? Their second movie was this. Thoughts on the movie? Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. Oh. We're coming oh. up with another way. We're going to play a game called Let's Hang Tim Burton. Probably originally created by uh, Warner Brothers executives who saw the losses on all of his pet projects. They didn't want a green light, but they had to keep him happy. <laughs> yes, after the, the returns on Dark Shadows. Yeah, nobody wanted that. So this is why you needed the chat, because it's going to be played like Hangman. You're going to get a name or a title or something that you gotta guess the letters and then they'll be filled in okay the only reason i'm gonna be cool with this is because you're gonna be drawing the hangman with white chalk right well no (laughs) 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 there's a different penalty if you miss a letter actually you could draw it black for Burton, but you'll have to make sure you have extra time to draw in his extra long trench coat, his Neil Gaiman-esque hair, the stink lines coming off him. I assume he smells like cloves cigarettes. He's probably got a tape of the cure in his back pocket. Oh, yeah, he does. Because <laughs> so- let's not front. Let's get into it, because you know uh, a certain generation of God kids all grew up on Burton, and that was not the best guide <laughs> yeah so the way this game's gonna go um you're gonna pick a number between one and ten to determine who goes first and it's gonna fucking math it's gonna be easy yeah enough fucking math yeah <laughs> you know that's key juice is achilles heel <laughs> so number between one and ten five Oh, I got to do it now. Oh, i thought i thought we were doing like last time my bad uh i can't make a 69 joke so six all right, you're closer. The number was seven. So. Oh, seven and watch them fall. That's old school Prince reference. All right, let's see here. Okay, the, the first word you got to guess here. Six letters. We're starting easy. Oh, yeah, it's just six letters. It doesn't. It just shows, It doesn't show the, the lines in the chat. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. There, does it go <laughs> dashes? Well, if it's six letters and oh, you say easy... Oh, did you send it to the other chat, you jerk? There's no chat. Yeah. He, so, uh, I mean, it's Tim Burton. It's six letters. It's Batman. You have to guess a letter first. Oh, yes. my bad. Oh, a B. <laughs> yeah, that's a B. <laughs> now you can solve it. I mean, Jesus Christ, Jowski, you said we're starting easy and it's Tim Burton. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, A? No, I, you can say, I'd like to solve the puzzle. Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to solve the pot puzzle, uh, LeVar, who should have got the job. <laughs> yeah. What's the I, answer? The answer, of course, is Rat Fink and Boo Boo. Oh, wait, it's Batman. Yeah, Batman. Tim Burton's, what was his third film? Well, fourth film, technically. Yeah, if you include what? Yeah. Vincent? Uh, Frank and Weenie. The original. Oh, Frank and Weenie, that's right. Um, yes, Martha? Yeah, okay. So, first puzzle solved. Yeah, first what puzzle now? Well, you know, if you have anything to say about Batman, now's the fucking time. No, now's the time. 
future. No, no, Batman. I I did rewatch that one for this. Batman and Batman Returns. And you know what? I like them. I like them too. Well, I also Michael Keaton is also my favorite Batman. So and I and I like Returns better. Um, I mean, it's not a good Batman story, but it's a good Tim Burton movie. Because you know, Batman's only in it for like twenty minutes. Uh, but all of the aesthetic in Returns, uh, the visual just feel of it, like the look of Shrek's company, the cat head on it, and cat. Oh, you mean the fact that it looks like the nightmares of Fritz Lang just crawled up into L.A.? Yeah, I love how it looks. And of course, uh, well, how do we put this? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer affected many pubescent lives, both male and female. When yeah. that- Okay. <laughs> did. So we have our second puzzle now. Martha, you're going to go first on this one. Let me go okay. get back to the okay. chat. One second here. Are, are you going to go to the, the actual general chat this time? Yeah, because hey, then, uh, yeah I'll go to the other chat. <laughs> you goddamn what I... There you go. So, ooh, ooh. Three, three, and then what is that, six? Mm-hmm. Three, three. And you want us to guess? Eleven. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm trying three, 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 six. Uh, T. Oh, unfortunately, there is no T. So seriously? Okay, it's not what I was thinking then. Yeah. Um. So your penalty is you have to do a Tim Burton hot take. Just something you hate about him that you think something that I absolutely about. hate about Tim Burton. Yeah. I hate big eyes because of Ed Wood. Uh, <laughs> what? What? How do the two connect? Because because Ed Wood, Wood is so good. Because okay, so big eyes pretty much proved that Tim Burton is a total sensitive guy that hates when critics are mean to him. Because you got Ed Wood, where he goes off about how you know critics just don't understand, and it still has this great following. And then you're like, okay, it's passable. But then all of a sudden, big eyes is the exact same thing. That the critic is evil and that critics don't actually understand art. And it, it's pretty much the same movie with just kind of a different plot. But it actually just shows how sensitive he is to critics. Always watch out for the guy who was the bullied who can one day be in a position of power. Something I've been fighting against on the internet since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Tim Burton's like a a little Elon Musk. Yeah. Because he can't well, well, e- So you mean with itty bitty teeny 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 tiny fill in the blank. Yeah. Yep. All right, X, your turn to guess the letter here. Let's try you. You? Yes, I'm going off kilter. Oh nope. What's your Tim Burton hot take? Um Mars attacks should be funnier. Yeah, I think it's plenty funny. I think yeah. it's plenty funny, but I feel the studio pulling him back when that was the one time for him to just say, fuck you. <laughs> We're ripping off. We, we can take advantage of all that ID4 heat. Let me do what I do. What I liked about Mars Attacks, though, is it follows Ed Wood. Like, he made Ed Wood, and then he made, like, a literal Ed Wood movie. Oh, the reason you love it is the fact that you identify with the aliens. <laughs> you know you do. No, oh, I identify with Sarah Jessica Parker. Hmm? After the surgery. I don't look like a horse, do I? <laughs> that's, that's an Ed Wood. <laughs> I love that, and I love the fact that it's stuck with her forever. Big balls for her for saying it, because that rumor already existed before that. Also, I remember me and Charlie and you all agreed that, that uh, the original actress was did a disservice <laughs> in that movie, because she was actually pretty good in, in, what was that, Jailbait? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was actually a good actress and, and held her own, she but did. nope. Nope, let's make her the crazy best of freaks out on everybody when all these freaks and weirdos are having a party where they can all get along. Wow, it reminds me of a certain Influx website I know about. <laughs> oh, but that line she has during the, the party in Ed Wood is fantastic. Well, she's basically Sam the Eagle and says, you're all weirdos. Make your movies are shit. I mean, she's right, but, you know, they live in their little world of self-delusion, kind of like the internet in general. So what's next? 
All right. Uh, next is uh, Martha picks a letter. Um, E. You got some E's. Yep, I had a feeling there'd be E's. Oh, so we're like at a 90s rave. Yeah, there's plenty of E. <laughs> Lots of E. We missed those days back when it wasn't smacked up. What in the world? <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Do I get to solve then, or? You can solve if you'd like, or you can pick another letter. So screw it. I'm doing nitrous. It's, I've, I've decided this is my thing what I do with you guys. I'm not going to mute no more. <laughs> so. Surprise, you pray for fee talent. Hey, we get Charlie's bong rips in the show, so it's fine. Damn right. Okay, so let me guess. Is there a P? Oh, there's a P. <gasps> and a W? And a W. <gasps> what about an H? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to Jake, go ahead and solve the puzzle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Go. Pee -wee Herman. Pee -wee Herman. Oh, you know. Pee -wee although, although technically, excuse me, Alex, that is not actually the official name of the film. The film is actually called Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And subscribe. Well, I told you at the beginning that it would be a name or title or. Oh, okay. Then you're going to be using that pesky logic. How many times have I told you about that? Yeah, but Pee Wee Herman, well, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was Tim Burton's big first studio film. Also, how about I do some community service and we make this go away? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, no, no, the, the, the jacking off in the theater happened after this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. It yes. happened, uh, if I recall, right after, uh, I think it happened right before Returns, so his appearance in Returns was part of his redemption. Yeah, because I heard about what had happened because I was, like, under 10, but old enough, and just like, oh, he was exposing himself in the theater. I didn't know until a couple That's years later. That's before. So the fact that they were monitoring that place meant that those cops needed something better to do. Somebody was getting mugged when they were checking out Pee-wee's Playhouse. But hey, <laughs> I didn't realize Pee-wee was a character created by Paul Rubens. I thought this was just the actual dude. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you, you honestly thought that just Pee-wee Herman was, was, was exposing himself. Although I will say this. In costume, he's in makeup, and he's got his wang hanging out yeah. in the wind. And, that way. I didn't know it was a porno theater, so I thought there was just like families at some Disney. Oh, you thought he was like you thought he was like at a showing of Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> and he hey, just, kids, you want to see a genie? And he's just rolling around, waving his. his <laughs> and, he, and he's got a little tape recorder playing tequila while he's running around. The that's what I thought had happened. I didn't know it was just he went to a porn theater and jerked off. But you got to give him props, man. He silenced everybody. He came out on those at those empty music awards, and all he said was, "So, uh, heard any good jokes lately?" <laughs> I was like, "Man, that's how you defuse that shit." After that, it was over. Yeah, but um, the whole thing with the Pee Wee's Big Adventure is it was a movie that was a a stand up comic shtick turned into a film, which usually fails horribly. But it was a perfect mesh between Pee-wee's comedy and the magical world that the back when there was still brightness in the eyes of Tim Burton. Because yeah. I was at Pee-wee's Big Adventure all the time. That's one of my favorite comedies ever fucking made. Yeah, I rewatched it again recently and loved it. One of my favorite lines is my, one of my favorite non sequiturs ever. Is there something you can share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? <laughs> that shit that shit cracked me in my we did split takes the first time we saw that um but also the scene where he he goes to the dinosaurs oh yeah martha and i have been to those dinosaurs we have yes, we have course. been there if you can you should yeah i heard there's aren't they still there didn't they survive the pandemic well, they're they're made of plastic. Well, you know what I mean. They're still actually accessible. They didn't just start rotting because then, of course, you'd have to shoot like a Nine Inch Nails video there and shit. Yeah. And um, like when the shot when he's going to there, there's a a diner. It's like the Wheel Diner. 
You went there, didn't you? We went there too. I mean, that makes sense. Anytime I can visit a real life location for a real specific flick to me, I try. It's the uh, the T Rex was closed for renovation, so all we did was shop in the Brontosaurus gift shop. <laughs> yes. But yeah, uh, Pee Wee Big. Still pretty awesome. Of course, it did have sequels. Big Top Pee. And let's admit, the the second sequel has its moments, but the Burton feel is gone. That's back when Burton's feel was still important until Burton decided to become like John Williams and just keep recycling his old shit on the mimeographer, even though the copy got blurrier and blurrier and blurrier. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it at all. All you probably remember is he gets laid by Valeria, Valerie Galino from um, Hot Shots. And they do a great tag on the, why don't you take a picture of the last logger? And then suddenly all the kids pull out old school cameras and start taking pictures. <laughs> and did you know that there was a third one made? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's called Pee Wee's Pussycat Kill Kill. <laughs> Pee Wee Pussytrap Kill Kill. That's right. No, no, it's Pee Wee's Big Holiday. It was a Netflix original. But Ooh. it's still totally a throwback to. Faster pussy can't kill kill. kill, kill, kill. Well, now I need to see this movie. <laughs> From what I heard, it's awesome. I've been saving it for when I... I basically, since I riff so much now, I've told them there are certain flicks I want y'all to see my first reactions on. Like, I just did Shin Ultraman last week, and I was squeeing like a toddler. Oh, wow. He he goes to a mm-hmm. farmhouse with a farmer and there's these daughters. Yeah, that is Pussycat Kill Kill. And from what I heard, they only CG'd as much as they had to. They just really upped the makeup. I need to watch this now. Hey, what's the next one, big fella? I know you're on a time schedule. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, the next one here. Uh, give me a second to check my notes. Man, I'm making a lot of whipped cream over here. <laughs> Alrighty. Of course, since it's me, you can let your mind wander why. <laughs> okay, here we go. Typing it out here. Okay. Now, you know, in the old days, we used to be able to hear when Jowski could type, but we used to call that fapping during <laughs> riffs because his mic was so fucking horrible. I had a horrible mic and a loud, clacky ass keyboard. You did. You know what you had? You had one of those. It's been in the same office since 1995 keyboards, or and it's never been cleaned. Or do you remember? Um, it's in the Boggy Creek episode of Mystery Science Theater when they're using the computer in the movie, and you just oh god, clack, and he's clack, also splitting. And they go each key individually mic'd for your pleasure. Yep, that was <laughs> that was Jowski. Okay, let's see four words that helps. Four words. Yep. Four words. Oh. Uh, hmm. She she won, so I yeah. assume she's first, right? Martha, you're first. Uh, let me guess. A P. Oh wow, you're right. I am. I, I, am I right? Is it Planet of the Apes? Oh fuck you! Yes, it's. <laughs> <Planet of the Apes. laughs> uh, as soon as you saw the two-letter word, she was like, "Yeah." Uh, can we also call that the demarcation point? Where suddenly, if you were a big fan of 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 Burton, you kind of went, "Whoa, wait a minute, what the fuck is this?" Well, see, yeah, I hated that movie. I was a big yeah. Fan of Burton loved every single movie he did, and Planet of the Apes comes out. I'm all super hyped. How do you take that movie and remove all social commentary from it? Yeah. Oh, um, Martha was with me when we watched this in theaters, and we hated it. Oh yeah, it was awful. Just no, awful. If you lost Tim Roth, that movie would be almost unwatchable. Yeah. Well, it was even more unwatchable because we had a former friend that worked at that movie theater that just came into the movie and sat behind us. Oh, it was so awkward. It's so awkward. I can only imagine. Oh man, it's like hearing that it's like hearing uh that discordant Philip Glass music behind you. It's like, <laughs> this is awkward. And it gets to a certain point in the movie where that that guy has to stand up and announce to everybody, "That's Charlton Heston in this scene." Everybody, look, it's Charlton Heston. 
Oh, yeah, as that was so terrible. As if you couldn't get it because the whole point of it is this Charlton Heston saying guns are bad because get it, that's the joke because even a hat could make that joke. Yeah, yeah. like he was thought he was doing a, a, a positive community service by inf- <laughs> that's Yeah. That's Charlton Heston. Now, if he had got up and said, that's the Omega Man, then I would have had a little more respect for the motherfucker. But yeah, um, Planet of the Apes is a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. And it's a shame because it's probably one of the last greatest big makeup gigs ever. I I think they said it was the biggest makeup gig since Thriller. Yeah, like the the more recent Planet of the Apes movies are, are really good, but those are all those apes are played by Andy Serkis. Pretty much, yeah. All of yeah. Them. <laughs> Who finally is getting work with his face showing? He is. He was in Age of Ultron. Has himself well, has a character. Well, as a, yeah. He was pretty fucking funny in uh, Black Panther. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, do you, are you are you releasing a mixtape? Yes, I will. I'll send you the SoundCloud link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but Planet of the Apes was originally supposed to be directed by Peter Jackson. Wow, that seems to happen really? a lot with Mr. Jackson. Yeah. Hmm. He's been attached to a lot of shit that he never actually got to make. And then once he passed up on it and went to Oliver Stone, Hmm. Oh, I remember that because uh, they actually mentioned that in, uh, did you read uh, Killer Instinct, the Jane Hampshire book about the making of Natural Born Killers? No. Yeah, she mentioned that he w- he wanted those two producers involved with it, but of course, his radical retake made the studio say, oh, hell no! And this is commercial as fuck! And he had signed He was going to basically turn the first movie into Conquest, if you get my drift. Well, he had signed on Arnold Schwarzenegger to play the main character. They kept wanting to really? work together. Yeah, he wanted to work with him, him. Him and Arnold kept constantly trying to find a project to work on together. And then some Fox studio executive suggested, well, what if Arnold Schwarzenegger starts playing baseball with the apes? And everybody all walked off the project. Everybody said, fuck you. <laughs> Christopher Columbus for a bit, then it went to James Cameron, and then finally they landed on Tim Burton. You know, if they had let him direct that, that means we wouldn't have gotten Chris Columbus's horrible adaption of Rent, and I would have been happy. I love that play so much. I hate that cinematic adaption. Yeah. All right, so we have a new one here. I'm losing at trivia. This is not normal. I'm the one at at family events where they go, okay, we're about to play Jeopardy. Mike, you don't get to play. That's all I, I, I I'm four weeks winning trivia. I mean, I came in second, but it was a tie for first, and it was. That's because you keep drinking. That's because you're that old lady that keeps wanting to drink them uh them fruity drinks. Isn't that what your one tweet said? Yeah, the old lady over there wants another one of them pops with liquor in it. Yeah, because you were order you were ordering seltzers. I went to the uh, <laughs> the arcade bar because we have this arcade bar. That's a bar that has nothing but old arcade games. By the way, I've, by the way, I've already guessed this one. And I was sitting at the uh, the Pac Miss Pac Man cocktail table. Oh, that's right. They said the old the old person video game, right? The old the the, the lady at the old people video game table. <laughs> <laughs> What's another White Claw? <laughs> also, you know who used to love White Claw? Uh, Junky McGee. Hey, still ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Oh, oh, whatever, whatever floats your boat, Bo Jowski. We just call them pussy drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. guess a letter. She's in. She's in the lead, but I've already guessed this one. Oh, go for it then, because I'm not sure about this one. Well, then let's put the letter H in there and see where it goes. Fortunately, no, no, there is an H. Nice try. I just turned into Malcolm McDowell in Generations, which you forgot about because you've purged Generations from your brain as you should as a Star Trek fan. Oh. Yeah, it should be pretty obvious now. Is it? Because I heard Martha go, hmm. I'd like to solve it. Okay, solve it. Helena Bottom Carter. Yes, that is right. 
Who, by the way, I am convinced when she was in full makeup during the production of Planet of the Apes, uh, Lucy Keith and, uh, and, and wait, is that her name? Lisa Keith? Whoever her, whoever his muse was, it wasn't Helena. The one that played Vampira. How much you want to bet they went into the bathroom for about five minutes and said, all right, we're only going to have this opportunity once. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tim Burton, he married her for a bit, didn't he? Yep, and I knew it was going to end about a few months before it did. Because do you guys remember the ice bucket challenge? I remember that being a thing. Remember watching her and him doing one, and he was so eager to dump that ice on her that I could tell something was going on behind the scenes. <laughs> he was like, "Take that, you frigid bitch!" He, yeah, you could feel it. You could feel he was like, like the, the person holding the camera actually told him, "Hold on." He was like, Ooh! he was like right there, ready to do it. <laughs> yeah. So- also, seeing Tim Burton wearing. Like a Lebowski robe and swim trunks was the oddest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter has her specific, like, she's a type. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because beyond the Tim Burton movies, who she plays in Hamlet, she plays that fucking crazy Ophelia. Uh, her character in Fight Club, uh, you know, Be- Bellatrix Lestrange. These are Helena Whoa. Bonham Carter type characters. I just love the fact that I discovered her first on the cover of Room with a View, of course, but then she pops up as a doctor dating Sonny Crockett on Miami Vice, and you have to suspend your disbelief because she's 22 years old! (laughs) (laughs) But the roles that she gets in Tim Burton movies, not always to type. I mean, yes, they are in Big Fish, Corpse Bride, Sweeney Todd, definitely. Yeah. But like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, she's Charlie's happy mother. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I, you said a title, but I swear my brain is not connecting a movie to it. Oh. Did you mean to say Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Did I say Willy Wonka? Yeah, I think you just said Willy Wonka. It's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, I, really, I really don't like what he did. He brought his daddy issues to that shit. In fact, Burton has a habit of sneaking his daddy issues into projects where it doesn't belong. Well, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is, oh yeah, that's a whole conversation. Yeah, I suppose we should have. Yeah, we're discussing. And you know, I'm the biggest. You know, I'm a big ass Depp fan. But man, I feel the calibration of that performance is off. Well, Martha, I, I don't like that character, and I like Wilder's version. Yeah. Well, well of course, somebody used to have a show called Pure Imagination, <laughs> so I think she might know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, James, did you see that original? Because I know for a while you watched it every single night for a good year and a half. So oh, I still pretty much watch it every night to fall asleep, yes. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite flicks ever, man. I used to love when AMC would show it with like the little trivia notes underneath and shit. Yeah. Well, and he just, no, I, I it's hard because I, I do not like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But one of the things that is true is it is marginally closer to, to the book. And but, they include Doll's songs, which proved his songs work better on the page. Yeah. I just, it, it, I, I'm sorry. And I, I do, I, the, his version of Willie is just so, I mean, God, he seems like such a pedophile that just wants his hands on children. It like, is. That's another, the vibe you get the I, whole movie. It's another case where Depp had two things he mixed to make a character. Like he said, if you watch carefully, his portrayal of Ed Wood is Casey Kasem mixed with a ultra peppy teenage girl. And if you realize that in the back of your head, you see it. But it, then he decided he wanted to play uh, a mixture of other archetypes as Willie, and he just comes across, frankly, unlikable. Well, I remember, yeah. and it's my favorite story about the movie, when it first came out, and... um. Disney Channel was promoting it, of course. 
And Johnny Depp is on there giving a story about how he came up with the voice for Willy Wonka. And Martha's seething, of course, because she hates this movie <laughs> completely. And yes. Johnny Depp says something to the effect of, so I went to my daughter Lily and did, and Martha just turns red. Oh! His daughter is named Lily too? <laughs> <laughs> she should have said, you know who you need to play this part like? They call her boss. Unfortunately, he plays it like Michael Jackson. Which I know he was going for. And unfortunately, I think Crispin Glover nails it better in that horrible epic movie spoof or whatever one they do. Because, you know, Crispin does spoof that in one of those Salzburg bullshits. He does? Yeah, Chris McGover plays a spoof of Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka in one of those piece of shit <laughs> Salzburg movies. I mean, I don't know all their titles because I'm a comedian. Why would I torture myself? Oh, yeah, I think I know. It's like epic movie or one. I'm pretty sure it's epic movie. Yeah, it's actually you, know the one that, you know the one that has the guy that quit acting to work with Obama for a while? Uh, he was... He was Harold or Kumar. I'm sorry, they all look alike to me. <laughs> I know they're two different races. That's the joke. Well, and actually, the only the only positive thing about have about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the guy that played uh, Grandpa Joe. David yeah. Kelly is actually really cool. Like David yeah, Kelly is. did a lot of really neat things. Because let's be honest, Joe Albertson is awesome, but he's kind of like. Fuck you, let's get over on this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, um, I do love, I, before you go on, I just love one of my favorite riff track jokes is when Mike Nelson said, they show Willie going, you lose, you get nothing, good day. So he's like, I imagine about three o'clock in the morning in the early 90s, Al Pacino stumbled across this on TBS and decided this is how he's going to play every character for the rest of his life. <laughs> um, oh, the kid that played Charlie, though, he did at least one thing I've seen. Oh, yeah, he played Norman Bates in Bates Motel. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say he's Norman Bates. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean the other no, baseball tell? Yeah, not the, no. He did not the stuff. first one that people forget about that starred Bud Court. Oh, there was. Oh. Yeah, people forget about that one. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, see, the first Charlie, the first Charlie had such a great life though, because he became a veterinarian. Um, he didn't do any more movies. He he lived like a really really normal life, taking yeah, care of animals. Yeah, and said, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." <laughs> Some actors have realized that. They go, yep. Look at Peter Billingsley. He said, fuck it. I've done enough movies. I'm just going to be a producer. Most people don't know he was one of the producers on fucking Iron Man. Yeah, and then um, the girl that plays Veruca Salt, she's the one that dies in uh, Bridge to Terabithia. I want to know more about that. Is she? The chick that played the first Veruca Salt, because, man... I she actually, she yeah. Grew up, she had to grow up to be a very interesting character because she inhabited that character maybe a little too well. I think she did. Grow well, up she did. Really. Didn't she do like after she did a bunch of modeling and stuff like that? I don't know if she did any like actual movies or anything, but I know that she was a model for a while. Also, I love the fact that there there was a band named that, and some people didn't get the reference. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little generation that just it's like what's for <laughs> the salt. <laughs> oh, they popped up on Mike's radio the other morning. Since Mike has yeah. radio as we commute to work together. Ah. <laughs> uh, adult Alternative? That's going to be my guess. No, it's on Pandora. It's just Guano Apes. <laughs> okay. Every time I hear the name of that station, I always go, so are you sure you guys want to open that box? Yeah. But they play a lot of garbage. The band. I remember Pandora, uh, the chick when I was doing Smut, when we were doing a live stream in the shower, she was like, hold on, I got to set up my playlist. <laughs> and she put on Pandora. And I was like, I made a custom playlist for her. She said, but you play that weird shit. To get back on the topic of Tim Burton, the strangest thing I ever saw was an amateur porno. And for some reason, they had the Disney Channel on the TV in the background. Wait, that, <laughs> really? Oh, oh, dear, that might imply that 
There were kids in the Yeah, I was going to say that they had it on for somebody that they were trying to keep entertained. That makes me uncomfortable. And yeah, I didn't quite know it was Disney. I'm just hearing this like really energetic show going on. And then they go to commercial and there's a fucking commercial for Frank and Weenie on DVD. Oh, God. Ah! Now on DVD because it didn't make no money in theaters. Yeah. And and so you're hearing. Yeah, that was definitely them saying, okay, we want to keep. Burton happy. Let him make freaking Winnie. Yeah. And you know, it's you're watching this couple fuck and in the background, oh Franken Weenie, and this guy just hey, <laughs> take it, bitch. Get oh god. <laughs> also, wasn't that uh wasn't that the nickname after they put back on uh John Wayne Bobbitt's thing? Franken <laughs> Franken Weenie. Yeah. And to be fair, it's a porno. This guy really did have kinda Franken Weenie. It was Ew. It had a big fucking mole on it. <laughs> I ha- really you look that much into the detail of it I mean it's not really good spank bank material if you're like sitting there like whoa I wonder if that mole has cancer like he should you know, the same cancer. way I'm going either she's really creamy or she's got a yeast infection and she shouldn't tell him <laughs> yeah Ooh. Ah! no bacon bread oh nope <laughs> yeah I've been there I always tell Chase hey a loaf of bread just flew into my mouth what the fuck Right. <laughs> oh. We have the next the next pill in the blank here. The next let's go okay. Burton. There you go. Martha, it's your guess this time. Oh my god. Oh, that's long. That's that's okay. Um I'm trying four, to think of a little four word sentence here. Okay. Yeah, I know, but that's okay, four word sentence and it wouldn't be Pee Wee's big adventure because we already did that. Um well, says, Oh wait, that was last week. It wouldn't be I'm trying to think. It, yeah, yeah. Let's oh. Mm. We're gonna have to go with a letter on this one. Let's go with a T. A T. Okay. Yeah. T. T pose. You know, like if you're playing, uh, apparently, anytime you're playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, you're gonna see that. Let's see. Hold on. As we watch the Luddite type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh wow. E. Yeah, there's a there's an E or two. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm kind of enjoying the fact that you have to painstakingly type this out a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Sure the dashes are right. E. E. Also, I'm still convinced this motherfucker's gonna sneak some TV shit in here just to fuck with us. Because you know, oh, Ben did do some TV. Whoa. Are you sure you got your dashes right on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, you sounded like you were counting your dick for spots. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, sorry. Flashing me back to the old days of JavaScript. <laughs> no, okay. I got this porno playing on a separate screen and was counting the moles on his dick. <laughs> I'm shocked and amazed, by the way. Okay, uh, H. Yeah, there's some H's. Yes. Probably gonna give it away, I think. I think maybe? What? Also, it's reminding me of Jesus in the uh, South Park game. Now? Yeah, nope, nope, I still don't know. Um, How about an A? Yeah, there's an A. Oh, okay. Hmm. I feel like I should know it now. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, oh, I'm usually better at this. Okay, the way you said that all breathy, uh, <laughs> that's, like, that's like if you said really nothing. <laughs> I'm really better at this usually. Mm, you start getting mad saying, no, fuck you, motherfucker. It's about to happen. Just shut up. Just shut up. I, I, I put the little gag in his mouth. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is... Okay, um... Oh, duh! Oh, oh, you got it now. <laughs> I don't get it yet. Okay, but I'm passing. <laughs> uh, You gotta get the letter before you guess, though. I said I'm passing. I know. I'm oh. telling Mike. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'm like, I'm passing. <laughs> K. 
Can I get a C? Get a C? Can I... What's this? What's this? Is this the letter C? Yeah, there's a letter C, but I'm, I'm doing an easier way. <laughs> I can't realize I can just copy-paste and change one of the blanks. Do <laughs> it! Sitting here all typing it out. Hello, Wadowski. <laughs> to figure out the obvious. Let's check and find out. What's this? What's this? Jerry Dandrews did the voice, but Danny, that Danny, Danny sang the songs. It's Henry Selleck's The Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yes. It, it, I should have gotten this, like, instantly. Yeah, when I told you we're doing Tim Burton, you were like, I have all of the Nightmare Before Christmas toys. No, all uh, the Squishimals. Okay, I have all the Squishimals. They're special. I just love the fact that that's Catherine O'Hara, one of my favorite comedians from back in the day as far back as SCTV. Uh, she was in Beetlejuice. Yeah, she was. Her yeah. lip is still iconic to me because she's exactly like one of them uppity art house people I'm used to dealing with. That part where she has the breakdown, like, I will make your life a living hell! Man, I love that part. She is great yeah. Beetlejuice. Yeah. That movie's just hands down awesome. I was running a theater when that ran, and it was awesome to watch the yokels come in and then walk out just buzz. Like, that was great! <laughs> did you know Frank Welker did the voice of the dog? It's Frank Welker! Yeah, I just watched a movie last night that had Frank Welker as the voice of Amy the Gorilla. Oh, would that be uh, the movie that wasted Bruce Campbell called Congo and all you remember is Don't Touch My Sesame Cake? That's not all you remember. You remember <laughs> fucking Laura Linney taking out apes with a laser beam. <laughs> but yeah. I was always disappointed when I saw Laura Linney doing that because I discovered her first on Tales of the City. You know I've got a soft spot for that show. But Nightmare Before Christmas, though, yes, it is directed by Henry Selleck. But I've always felt that this was one of those um, Tony Hooper, Steven Spielberg directed Poltergeist. Oh yeah, you know what it is? It's one of those cases where my name gets it produced, but you're making it. Yeah. Yeah, because this is so Tim Burton, and everybody believes it's a Tim Burton movie. Uh, Yeah. And don't forget, uh, I showed everybody, yeah, their sensibilities are similar because I ripped on my birthday fucking Monkey Bone, finally. Monkey Bone? Oh, yeah, Henry Selleck did, made Monkey Yeah, bone. the infamous, we greenlit this at the studio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the studio went, we've made a horrible mistake. So you watched Monkey Bone during this era where Brendan Fraser is getting all of this comeback acclaim for The Whale. <laughs> and you realize he's still awesome in that, too, because he has to play two, three distinctly different characters. Oh, well, he's better. That, that, if you're going to go with that, Brendan Fraser's best movie is uh, Bedazzled. Bedazzled. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> you remember, I'm the I'm gonna always be the hard one with that one because I grew up with the Dudley Moore Peter Cook version, and to me, Bedazzled doesn't work if it doesn't have a British accent. Yeah. To me, the whole joke of Bedazzled is that British primness explains the fact that when they're naughty, it's it's supposed to feel naughty. In an American craft setting, I expect them to be naughty, although I want to fuck the shit out of Liz Hurley. I ain't going to front. What were you doing, man? You wanted that crack whore. You had that at home. (laughs) Also, you fucked up David Letterman's career with that bullshit. Although Selleck also did do Coraline, which was really good. Yes. Yeah, Coraline. I mean, shit. Coraline is amazing. Coach finally started getting gaming into the game, even though he has to kind of... Justify co-writing the script with Avery for uh, Beowulf. Yeah. Speaking of that specific animation style, did you happen to see that movie that Phil Tippett made recently? I've heard about it. I'm saving it. It's called Mad God, and I've heard it's insane. Insane. It's fucking insane. Yeah. I have heard it is a love letter to stop motion animation. The same way those guys that didn't get to have their prosthetics in the thing 2011 just said fuck it and made a movie just full of prosthetic effects. Yeah, that's what. Mad God is. It's a love letter to stop motion animation um, it, that chooses not to have a story. It's just weird shit happening for 90 minutes. So it's almost like that movie 9, if I recall from a little while ago. 
That was another stop motion one that felt like that. About 15 years ago, I think. Yeah, but it's also by Phil Tippett, who's fucking amazing with stop motion. Also, Phil, you had one job. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, everybody does that joke. But the next <laughs> is also... I love that movie. I love it. Well, and uh, the guy that voices uh, Oogie Boogie, do you know anything about him? He's actually kind of really awesome, which I didn't know anything about him until, you know, the little one made me watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, like, I think oh. I've probably seen it 200 times at this and point. You're drawn to the fact that he had your last name. I was. <laughs> so I actually <laughs> looked into this guy and the guy that voices Oogie Boogie, he's like almost seven foot tall. Like, mm. this guy's insane. Ken Page. He actually started on Broadway, but it ended up making me watch some of his other stuff because I love Oogie Boogie. He's my favorite, so. He's got the same kind of intensity as Levi Stubbs, who did the voice of uh, Audrey Two in um, Oz's version of uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Horse. You know, the little one where the movie ends the way it's supposed to, That's not that bullshit ending? Yeah. Um. um. So we do have another one here. Mm. Okay. I realized I was just typing the whole thing instead of blanks. That felt very jowsky. There you go. Yeah. It's a short one. Are you thinking on it? It's not my turn. I didn't win the last one. To me, I am thinking on it. Let's start with a... L. An L? Yes, there is an L. Give me a second here. Boom. That was so much faster. That really helped. It did? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm glad it helped. <laughs> <laughs> I have the feeling we're not looking at a title now. Hmm. Yeah, me too. Um... Let's try a M. An M? Letter M. You know, like my name, you guys kept saying when I specifically said not to do it over and over and over again. <laughs> well, Mike, motherfucker, <laughs> that no. still doesn't help. Still doesn't no. help. No. That doesn't help at all. All right, let's try an E because a, 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 a vowel's got to come in there soon. And I know the answer's not naggers. <laughs> all right. There is, you said E, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You might get it now. Because there's like eight E's in here. No. Oh. Nope. No. What? Huh. Let's try uh, A. Yeah, there's an A. There's actually two A's. <laughs> there you go. I feel like I should know this. Oh, duh! I like little girls. I like little girls. They make me feel so good. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman did music for almost all of Tim Burton's movies. Who, by the way, I'm still convinced is a nightbreed. The nightbreed? Yeah, he is pretty creepy looking. Get him! Yeah, I look. Also, I heard his Coachella show was off the chain. Um, I'm looking at his picture right now, the one that they got on Wikipedia. He looks like a ginger that stole somebody's skin. That, or somebody sold a boot. Ooh. And it's all stitched up in the back, but as long as he faces you, it looks fine. Yeah, it's like we don't know what the real Danny Elfman looks like because he stole somebody's skin. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always loved that. I mean, that motherfucker did the score to goddamn back to school. People forget that shit. One of my hands-down favorite comedies ever made. Um... Yeah, well, he did uh, the the most recent Doctor Strange movie, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because he had had a little falling out with Raimi after a while, but they got back together. Wait, Elfman admitted he had gotten a little big for his britches. Which is interesting, because Disney is really good about, like, keeping the same people with the... If the, they can. If they can, yeah. If they can. Well, they had... Um, for the original Doctor Strange, it was Michael Giacchino did the music. Yeah, I'm glad you pronounced it. Yeah. I just look at that and say, and say fucking guinea, Dago Wop. Uh, oh, he's a great composer, though. I know yeah. he is. Um, 
And then Doctor Strange multiverse comes out and it's Danny Elfman was like, what? Who <laughs> falling out with Giacchino? Although you have to remember, he's in such demand that actually he probably just has scheduling conflicts. Yeah, because he, he, he does. Because the- never forget, the reason I know a bunch of vowels is because I use his music almost every single week on intermission time because he did that perfect tribute to John Barry's James Bond music during the introduction introduction of of Syndrome's Weapon in The Incredibles, and I remix that shit every fucking week. And um, I could see him being busy because Giacchino has done the music for every movie that's come out since about 2015. He even did Rogue One, and I have to admit, I thought it was a little lacking. Ah, yeah, he did Rogue But he did all the Spider-Man movies that have been out recently. He was uh, originally, if I recall, wasn't he originally uh, J.J.? Ah, I can't see Abrams' go-to guy. Yep. Because I think he didn't he do the score, I mean, the theme for Lost and shit like that. Yeah, he also did the theme for Alias. And he did... Oh, yeah, the one that people forget about, even though everybody on that show has popped up in a J.J. Abrams production since then. Um, He also did the theme for uh, the Star Trek movies. But Dan... Oh, that's right. The... Do, 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 do. Uh, it, it, it's not quite as hummable as the original Star Trek thing, but it serves its purpose. And then he's a uh, Danny Elfman. Back to him. Um, in addition to those, you know, film soundtracks that he does and his Coachella performance. Yeah. Did he do Little Girls at Coachella? Please tell me he had the common sense not. To. I hope he did. I've never been able to see the <laughs> full performance because they want to put it behind a paywall. Yeah. Uh, but no, he... I believe he would have. I know for a fact that he did a Dead Man's Party. Oh, of course he would. That was Oingo Boingo's biggest hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that they're in the movie, and even in Back to School, Danny looks sinister. <laughs> uh, one interesting thing Elfman composed was he scored the music that played under Joe Biden's acceptance speech in 2020. Oh, really? When Joe Biden accepted victory and gave his speech. That's almost as creepy as the fact that, remember during the pandemic, they had that one person come out and sing uh, Cohen's Hallelujah because they clearly don't understand what the fuck those lyrics are about? Yeah. (laughs) I was laughing my ass off. I'm like, Y'all don't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, uh, he released a like an EP, like five singles mm. last year, um, including a song called "Love in the Time of COVID." Oh, jeez! I'm, I'm not surprised. Let's put it this way: I was probably one of the first people to buy a little record called "Music for a Darkened Theater, Volume One which was the first time Elfin was allowed to put his scores that hadn't been released on the same place, even including one of his first collaborations with Burton, when Burton directed an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents called The Jar, which is one of my favorite Elfman's tunes, and it's literally just him on the on the keyboard and a, and a couple of instruments, but it still sounds exactly like the Elfman you're going to get a couple of years later on Batman. And we have one last one here that's going to be very simple. Martha might get it on the first go. Um, we'll wrap up a certain thing I want to bring up with Burton. Okay. Oh, the fact that he sucks now? I was going to say that he went downhill. I knew if, uh-huh. it began, if it began with three letters, I knew we would both get it immediately. I'm not sure, because now I'm tired. No. <laughs> Um, what did we not, what have we missed? So, let's see, what have we talked about? Yeah, I already got it. We, we've talked about it tonight. We've I already, already get talked it. about this. Uh, but it's a movie that makes a good segue to a, a topic. A movie that makes a good segue to a topic. Um, oh, it was a big fish. Very close. Oh, I knew it. it was the That's other the right one. right amount of letters. Okay. I knew it was the other well, one, well, the one that pisses you off. You got some of the letters here. Yeah. The first word's right, Martha. Wait, big... Are we talking about big eyes? What are we yeah. talking about? Uh-huh. I freaking hate that. I hate it so much. 
I know. Um, well, I hate Amy Adams. That movie's awful. <laughs> Let me guess. You liked it. You liked it, didn't you? Actually, I'm meh. Meh. I'm the, guy. I was a fan of the paintings, but I wasn't oh, the interested enough to watch the movie because I already know what his biopics are like. It's going to be filtered through his lens. Um, but the lens of well, the day is not the lens that used to be Burton, where he's still identified with the outsider, still trying to fit in. He doesn't have to fit in anymore. He's a fucking Hollywood A-lister. Well, yeah. actually, I think one thing with Big Eyes that bugs me is because he always has the outsider. But in this case, the outsider, the thing that makes her an outsider is just woman. Well, well, not only that, but she tries to sit there and pretend to be Nicole Kidman half the movie. She does. And she didn't even have that fake, the, the uh, other's nose. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, she like, literally, and then she contributed nothing to that movie in any, any way whatsoever. And then on top of that, when they did their cute little big eyes that she's like hallucinating, it doesn't go into any explanation or any reason why. Then you think, oh, well, maybe she's an alcoholic. And then they're like, oh, no, here come the Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> I sometimes feel and, and like the witnesses just really killed it for me there. I almost feel like sometimes Burton wants to make a normal mainstream flick that has nothing weird in it, but because the Tim Burton band, brand requires it, the the thirty year old executives who laugh at Batman eighty nine behind his back go, "Come on, we still got to have that Tim Burton magic." Yeah, we got to have something weird, so we're just gonna have her hallucinate some large eyes all in like two. Isn't it awesome when you saw someone like David Lynch direct something like The Straight Story, something that you just assumed he couldn't do. And that's one thing with Big Eyes is because there was this period right after Big Fish, which was a fabulous movie. Tim Burton went into like super high level Tim Burton, just such his style. Yeah, to the point where it became annoying. Yeah, well, um, go call Alice when she's 10 feet tall. Oh, his Alice in Wonderland is such a mess. I despise those flicks. Um, I love the way they look at times, but you know how Ridley Scott says sometimes the production design is the message? Well, sometimes the production design overwhelms the message. And then yeah. Big Eyes is essentially it's a straight movie. It's a straight story. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. It was so awful. Well, my... Also, I miss the old days when Jowski would say, it's a straight movie, and that's why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well... he's not like very Tim Burton-y. This is just a pretty straightforward story about... I like when directors show they got range, though. I don't like when a director reaches a point where you realize there's certain parts, certain genres you wouldn't ask them to be a part of. Like, I don't think people expected Cronenberg to be able to make a movie like Eastern Promises without it being weird. Yeah, but um, the thing I do hate about Big Eyes is I hate Christopher Waltz. Mm. And that's my hot take on things. <laughs> <laughs> I My hot take on Burton is... Pretty much after Planet of the Apes, you just get to a point where your shit's still going to get greenlit. But you start getting tired of fighting with the studio, even though you've got power, so you start to not fight as much. Um, but You can uh, settle it. And the less said about Dumbo, the better. Yeah. I like Dumbo. Hey, hey, Giju says, like what you like. Just um, realize... You're you're allowed to like what you like the same way other people are allowed not to. I think one of the reasons I liked it is because the original is one of Disney's worst movies. What? You thought? Well, I it made me cry. I didn't like it. Like I didn't like the original. Um, I remember in 1941, you see Robert Stack sitting in the in the theater singing along. Well, I don't see about everything until I see the elephant fly. But the, that shit was re-released when I was a kid, and nobody had a problem with them crows. No. Tim Burton's version, however, it's like not even the same story at all. I want to be a doctor. Yeah, there's like a little girl that wants to be a doctor. There's also speaking of big eyes, did he, did he just transplant that car- that actress from that movie? Not she looks like a big eyes painting. 
She does. The yeah. girl in Dumbo looks like a big ice painting. But the the narrative in Dumbo is carried by the people because the animals don't talk. Yeah. The f point of the giving Dumbo his goddamn confidence in the first fucking place. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing in the Dumbo remake is he flies right off the bat. It kind of kind of throws your 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 arc off there, right? Yeah, because in the original, like, you don't know if Dumbo really flies until. Hey, <laughs> it makes it, it it makes it tense that maybe this motherfucker about to die on a dumbass dream. <laughs> <laughs> and like the remake, he's like born, and they go to see him, and motherfuckers flying all over the place. Please. Yeah. I, I this though. We can thank that movie for reminding people Colin Farrell was around because I do believe him being in that got him the attention of Matt Reeves who cast him as the Penguin. And I gotta say, that motherfucker's unrecognizable. But the last thing I want to do is because so, we have to talk contributor and contributor did write about Tim Burton. Of course. He did. Oh, of course he did. Or, of course, it did. We have no idea what contributor yep. is. For sure. all we know, it might be a sentient piece of snot that knows how to type. So, <laughs> this is what contributor had to say about Tim Burton. Tim is welcoming to every newborn baby in the world. It's really something special that he does, you know. His movies are like a picture, and he treats your eyes as pleasant things. <laughs> Burton plus Depp plus Elfman equals a masterpiece. And do not forget about Helen Bonham Carter. Tim Burton's films are unique and original. He is definitely one of the best filmmakers. Beetlejuice, The Dead Body of the Bride, and... <laughs> Tim Burton likes the Alice in Wonderland movie. <laughs> yeah, he's about the only one. Although I guess I guess I'm being an asshole since that movie made a kajillion bajillion dollars. Imagine a movie on March 25th. I like surprises and nightmares before Christmas that were classical. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, contributor, contributor don't ever change. Film favorites are Beetlejuice, Edward Scissors, and the Dead Body of the Bride. A Dead Body of the Bride. I would oh. I would love to hear contributors review. Of Edward Penis Hands because he picked up the wrong cover. <laughs> <sighs> I still can't believe that movie actually existed. And it's better than it has any right to be if you've ever seen it. The only other thing he says about Tim Burton is in a different article, and it's just one sentence. I really hate everything about the chocolate industry, especially Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Also, a real quick reminder before you have us go. Never forget, before you blew up, if you watched Amazing Stories, you probably loved this little episode with this wacky animated duck. Well, guess who made that? Tim Burton? Tim Burton and Brad Bird. Ah. It was where Family Dog came from. They even tried to make it a series. Of course, it failed, but... Uh, but any last thoughts? On Burton? Yeah. For me, a great, it was like a roller coaster. You know how exciting it is as the roller coaster keeps going up, 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 and then it goes down, and then you get really excited. Well, imagine if after two really great dips, then the coaster just kind of chills and goes on autopilot and kind of half-assedly does everything it already did before. That's how I feel about Tim Bird. Yep. Uh, I feel he's just becoming a, a studio name now i feel like it's a lot easier vacation in the hamptons than the fight for your little weird movie that you got to get a hundred million dollars for although martha one thing you might not like about dumbo is it has a uh, michael keaton in it i do like michael keaton yeah. i, I love keaton's that man michael keaton's the shit and fuck you uh hbo max or whoever stole our opportunity to see him in the batman costume again Oh, yeah. HBO Discovery, as it is now? I stopped committing their names to memory since they change so often. It's kind of like trying to remember a slave name, because, you know, when they get pissed off, they're, they're going to rename you from Toby to Slacker. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But this is our episode on Tim Burton. Next week, I'm with Charlie and Kevin discussing the history of video games. And then, so obviously, you're clearly building up to the big reunion, right? Yes. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I mean, I'm the teaser, but apparently, you've learned a few things from me. <laughs> you're making everybody go. We're all waiting for it. We're all waiting for it. How dare you tease me? See, whereas, you know, I made a whole career off of this and got me a shitload of subs that want to fuck me on camera with this shit. Yeah, I mean, at least you've got the game, man. I'll give you credit for that. You'll see when it comes. <laughs> That'll be literal and figurative. Yep, there's going to be that money shot of an episode. <laughs> Also, I didn't get to do this on the last show, so uh, guess what, Jowski? Uh, Martha, grab his, grab, grab Jowski's arms. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> Welcome to Geek Juice again, 2.0, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>